Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Wedlocked in the Cage. My name is William, and with me, as always, is Miss... Whoop, whoop. Your name is Whoop Whoop? Yeah. Is that- Wonderful. It's been a while <laughs> since we've uh, recorded. How's everything going, Miss Whoop Whoop? It's going good, Mr. Whoop Whoop. How was your uh, weekend? My weekend? How was your month? I don't know. Yeah, it's been a it's been a busy month. Memorial Day weekend happened. We did a whole lot of nothing. And uh lots of jujitsu and Muay Thai. Don't so, sound so excited about all any- the lovely nothingness <laughs> you've been doing. You've been doing so much of nothing that you haven't had time to uh record you your lovely podcast. Leave me alone. Oh, I see. Well, we've had tons of news in the past month, most of which has been sad, I'd have to say. Yeah, Muhammad Ali died last Friday. Kimbo Kimbo Slice died yesterday. Two people really on the opposite spectrums of the social ladder of sports. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't know. But sad nonetheless. I think both guys went too soon well i mean muhammad ali was 74 he did live a pretty good life that's true it's very true i know you were highly affected by the it was just weird i get i mean it wasn't even really a surprise because he's been sick for a while but i don't know i think it's just because he was one of the first celebrities like i really remember that wasn't just a celebrity that he had that humanitarian aspect to him as well between uh Standing up for his beliefs, not only with the Islamic faith, but with uh, um, the draft and the fact that, I mean, the man just heard on the radio that some guy was standing on the ledge of some building on a street that he happened to be on. So he turned around and went and talked to man off the roof. It, it was, it, it was finally when I got when people are upset about celebrities dying. I was like, oh, I get it now. It kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I understand. When I've never met them. Of course, yeah. And I mean, with Muhammad Ali, he's definitely such a figure because, I mean, when we were growing up, he had no nothing. He was way old by that mm-hmm. point. So, I mean, the fact that he stood out so hard, I mean, I remember anytime anybody wanted to do a biography, you know, in, in like elementary school or middle school, if something had to do with a biography, everyone wanted to do... Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan. Yep. Those were like the two transcendent. And he still tried even with his Parkinson's to do stuff, which, you know, became much harder, but. Right. I mean, really, he's probably, I mean, is there another athlete that's, that was, that has been obviously not now, but as socially active and impactful as Muhammad Ali? Not that comes to mind. I won't say no because i don't know that for sure but nothing that obviously comes to mind but i mean not because there's the human aspect i mean he met with like popes and kings and not popes just one pope popes and kings and queens and presidents and all those to try and make just human relations better in general but then you know even during his boxing days he is like the inventor of the epic trash talk and hilarious Josh talk. It's 
it's still funny. I'm so mean I make medicine sick. Like, how do you come up with that shit? Maybe you had a writer. No, I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill that. I, I really doubt <laughs> that he had a writer. I mean, I'm sure he thought about what he was going to say, obviously, and crafted uh, everything that he was going to say. But I really doubt he had a writer. Yeah, I doubt it, though. Kimbo Slice was a surprise, but not a surprise. Well, I think it was a surprise to everyone that did not know him personally. I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't know he had heart issues. No, they medically cleared his heart. But apparently, uh, I know he almost died in his last fight. I mean, he's just—it's just one of those things when someone's so overweight. I don't think he was that overweight in a way that was overweight obese. He was overweight, like he had a—he carried a lot of muscle, and I mean, he definitely—I mean, at forty-two, I would not have said that as in shape as he was. He was out of—you know—he was overweight. He wasn't carrying a lot of excess fat. I mean, I just think, I mean, he had to have had no a what, heart disease. No, no, they've cleared his heart so far. They said what happened when he, like, I guess he collapsed or something. When he came into the emergency room, they found a growth on his liver. Um, and then at the same time said he had congestive heart failure and said the only way he'd make it is with a heart transplant. And then I guess basically very shortly thereafter. Uh, he passed away. It was very sad. The fun fact that I found out today, he went to the same high school as me in Miami. Had no idea. Well, that is wonderful. Did you actually uh, fight in the backyards of the uh, Miami ghettos? No. I was too young. <laughs> you were too young. <laughs> like you all hard. There's no other polite way to say that, so. Well, you know, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what's been your favorite fight in the past month? In the past month? Yeah, your favorite thing that's gone on fight-wise, like, yeah. I mean, we had 199 last weekend. Before that, we had the Almeida Garbrandt card. Oh, God, I don't even remember what's been on this last month. Uh, it was that impactful, wow. No, it's just sometimes time gets lost of how quickly things go by. What's yours? Since oh, you obviously know. Dan Henderson over Hector Lombard. Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, it wasn't the best fight on the card. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that knockout, that elbow to the face, I mean, the head kick and then the elbows, I really hope that he retires. Because before, you know, that first round, he was not looking good. Yeah. You know, he looked like he got flash knocked out like twice. So then to come back and pull that off, that was probably my favorite of the of the month. Maybe I'll say the Stipe Verdum fight, mainly because now since uh, Verdum's not the champ anymore, I don't have to look at his face. That weird ass face that he makes, you hate it. Not a fan. That's the most rude thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, it's a face he makes. It's not his natural face. I'm not calling him ugly or anything. But, you know, the 199 card Wait, was amazing. I want to tell you another fun fact. Oh, oh, fun fact. Just raining. Another fun fact. Did you know that no heavyweight has ever made more than two title defenses? Yes, I think everyone knows that. Fine. Ruiner fun facts. 
We're now throwing things at each other. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of heavyweights. No, you're skipping forward. Oh, who cares? Anyway, but no, I thought 199 was probably one of the best cards of the year before. And then it lived up so well. Every fight was really good, except maybe just the pure dominance of Dominic Cruz. No, I mean, well, I will say I thought it, the card, because the card was so good. I mean, the first fight of the night take... with uh, Marco Polo and, um, oh, what was the other kid's name? Don Kim? Mm-hmm. Don Young Kim? Mm-hmm. He, that fight was a classic. Mm-hmm. Those guys just went, I mean, have you ever been watching Fight Pass? And we were both standing up screaming at the screen. Those two guys were going at it so hard. It was crazy. And they did get fight of the night. And it was the first fight on the card. Just, they epic. just set the entire tone. And the rest of the card really lived up to it. The next fight was a draw featuring the uh, Casey, the son-in-law of Muhammad Ali. Which, as a draw, it was... I'd never actually... I don't recall... Every time I feel like there's a draw, I feel like I wasn't even paying attention to the fight. Like, the last one I remember was uh, Mark Hunt versus Silva. Like, I remember watching no. that one. Not, not. I mean, Mark Hunt, Silva won when it ended in a draw. The, I think the latest one we saw was the, uh, it was like the Tough Korea. Oh, that doesn't count. Well, you asked for the last draw you saw. I wasn't watching the that fight either. But the last one that like I kind of remember really, and that was a big deal, was Hunt Silva won, mm-hmm. because that fight was crazy. I remember, like I was basically on in the background of a Christmas party we were at, and I mean I just remember, I mean you know what I mean, and then all of a sudden it ended up being a draw. This one not quite like actually watching a draw was very interesting. And then there was Cole Miller, with the his short noticed opponent, is it? Do you know how to say his name? Yeah, Alex Caracas. Caracas. Yeah. But that's who should fight BJ Penn. When BJ Penn, if BJ Penn does fight, obviously you have to give him that Alex guy. That and he was, was great. That he ended up really being good. a great fight. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I he dominated really, though. I was really pleasantly surprised because yeah. you know, unless it's one ninety nine, typically the one the short notice uh, opponents don't. You know. Oh wait, the short notice opponents don't usually do well. Is that what don't you're telling me? fucking say Nate Diaz. I'm not going to say Nate Diaz. I'm going to say Michael Bisbing. Well, I said unless it's the 199 card. Oh, yeah. Is how I preface the statement. Anyways. And then you had uh, the fight of the Jessicas. Yeah, Jessica Andrade. She is going to be... She's looking great at Yeah, straw weight. Dropping down was a very big great. plus for her. And then uh, Dariush versus Vic. Dariush with that knockout. That was nuts. I didn't see that happening. No. I, I did think Dariush would win, but I did not see that happening. Yeah, I had him. I completely agree. And then uh, Brian Ortega versus Clay Guida. Oh, Clay Guida. God, he was looking so good. Pitching a shutout into the last minute, right? Yeah, and it didn't so. it happen in the last minute? I think so, yeah. And Brian Ortega just lands the bomb of a knee to his face clay guida is one of my all-time favorites and i really hope his favorite uh, what 
He's one of everybody's favorites. I know he is. He's very popular. But, like, I really hope that this doesn't shut him down. I think for it's almost the opposite of Dan Henderson. He can look at this fight and go, I was beating the crap out of that kid. Like You know what I mean? I, he was winning that whole fight. I don't think it'll shut him down. I, I doubt it will either. Seeing I mean, the guy's the got... He's, uh... I mean, the night of, he was like, tough day at the office. Thank God for my family and In-N-Out Burger as he's sitting in the hospital room. So I think he'll bounce back just fine. I just hope they give him uh, another decent opponent. You know, sometimes when they lose, they give him, like, somebody super awful. Anyways. Then there was uh, the pay-per-view. Dustin Poirier versus Green. Oh, yeah. Bobby Green. I mean... I don't know what he was doing. It was like he was trying to get knocked out the whole time. I mean, I know that's like how he always fights. He always kind of comes in, he's talking crap, and then has his hands down. But I mean, was he has he not been watching Dustin Poirier at that weight? Like, what is what are you doing? I mean, like he basically like, I mean, Dustin Poirier cracked him while he was talking shit. I mean, you know my feelings on talking shit during the fight. I'm not a huge fan. Mainly just because every, why, t- every how come time you're, I catch Why are you not a, a huge fan? Why don't you like the clown? Every time I catch it, the person gets caught in like a KO situation because they're talking shit and they ain't fucking posturing up or, you know, taking other advantages. But that was a good fight, but the problem is lightweight is just so thick. Like, I don't even know really where Dustin Poirier goes. Because that entire, that division's way too stacked. There's way too many people. Yeah, he's number nine now, but I can't, I can't imagine. Let's see what the rankings are. Can't, like, I don't know how much higher he could go with that. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got to fight somebody big. I mean, you know, he gets a good, bigger, top five opponent now next, probably. I mean, speaking of somebody, uh. Speaking of featherweights, I know I don't like, we don't want to talk about him every episode, but it just because it's hilarious. But we were just talking about lightweights, so why are we talking about featherweights? Well, no, 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 no. Let me go with it. Because, uh, uh, hold on. Doop, doop, doop. Because uh, how Conor McGregor, did you hear that he said he told the UFC. He no, gave no, them no. the idea. See, I don't listen to Conor McGregor anymore. He's a loser. He gave them the idea to have an interim title. Which A, is hilarious, as if that was like a brand new concept. But B, he also then in the same statement did something the lo- along the lines of, oh, I'll go down to featherweight when I find a fight that interests me. AKA, I really don't want to do that. I mean, it's over. He's not going back to featherweight. They're going to strip him. I mean, you just can't keep... I mean, at this point, it's just ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, so back to lightweights. So Justin Poirier is now number nine. So I'm now going to start at eight and go up. What? Yeah. You want me to start at one and go down? No, I don't care. Okay. So eight going up. Michael Johnson... Anthony Pettis, Edson Barbosa, Nate Diaz, Donald Cerrone, Tony Ferguson, Eddie Alvarez, Habib, Rafael Dos Anjos. Well, Anthony Pettis is going down to featherweight. 
So he's pretty much gone. But he'll Which still be on the rankings. He need he? no. He needs to go down to featherweight. He looks so oh, overmatched, and you know, I think he, I, I think he might be uh, suffering from the uh, drug tests. Quite frankly, if they didn't sink so much money into like pumping him up because he's the pretty boy, I think he'd be getting real close to getting cut if he didn't. Uh, no, you don't if cut he him. Do something. That what did I just say? They didn't spend so much money on him. Because he's looking awful and just keeps losing. Anyways. Uh, we talked about Dan Henderson, Hector Lombard. Then there was Max Holloway. There's the future uh, featherweight champion. I, I don't care who he fights. I, 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 I hope he does get... I, mean, I hope they strip Conor McGregor because he's not coming back to 45. And then, you know, just give Max Holloway whoever the winner of Edgar versus Aldo is. Oh, he is ranked number three now. Yeah. I mean, who's number two? Frankie Edgar. And one with Aldo. Aldo. Okay, I'm sorry. I was confused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just hope they don't even give him... I hope they don't make him beat, like, Chad Mendez or something, because that would just be too much. No, I don't think that would be good for either of them. Because really, you could line it up. Let's see. Aldo lost, or Mendez lost to Aldo twice? Yes. And then, did he lose to Edgar twice? Or just once? Oh, just once. He got knocked out. Is it just once? Yeah. Yeah, so, because you don't want Max Holloway and Chad Mendez to fight, because if Edgar wins, you can still have Chad Mendez fight him. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. Yeah. You wouldn't want to just I mean, in that, that fight was up. kind of, it was like it was first minute, first round yeah, knockout. Yeah, pretty fast. I mean, God, I was expecting a war out of that one. It just kind of, he just kind of clipped him the right way. That was the Jersey card, right? Um, was that the card we talked about going to Jersey with Paige Van Zandt? I don't know. No, that Paige Van Zandt didn't fight that night. Are you sure? Yeah, because this was in, it was close to, it was in December I want to say it was like December, the weekend, like one of the first weekends in December. I'm Googling this right now. You're right. It, no, okay. You're right. December at the Cosmo. Yep, and that would be in Vegas, not New Jersey. But I'm going to see if Paige was on this card. And of course, I didn't pick out a UFC website. And I just like, oh, let me just click the first link. That'll tell me. Nothing else is pulling up. So. All right, uh, so that was a tough finale. Yeah. So, yeah, she wouldn't have been on that card. Anyways, uh, so let's see. After that was Dominic Cruz, your eye favor. Which, um, every card, I think it was 45 to 50. I know it's a moot point, but Uriah Faber won the first round. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a great performance by Cruz. He completely nullified favor and pulled his pants down a bunch of times. <laughs> that was the funniest part. Like, what? How was that happening? They, somebody at Reebok gave favor pants that were too big. That's what it was. They were trying to make him lose. I don't know. It's just a weird thing with, like, 50 45s or 30 uh, 27s. Like, because in this case, it really felt like Uriah Faber lost the whole time. I know you're talking about the first round, but whatever. But it's just weird how, like, sometimes it doesn't really, like, 
it just feels like such a huge difference when the fight doesn't feel like that huge of a difference. Yeah, well, yeah. I you mean, one round doesn't matter. It's not like a big deal. I know, but it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. Point scale, because it's just such a different point scale than like basketball or hockey or. And you never know. I could be wrong. They could have given him some kind of eight, ten round somewhere. So like they still gave him the first round. Oh yeah. I didn't but look then at the they yeah. Either. And then the final fight of the night. Michael Bisbing. All I got to say is, we were saying during the fight that Rockhold was looking cocky as shit. I just didn't, you know, I expected him to be confident. I didn't expect him to fight like that. Like, Like, he's fighting like it was a damn, like, training practice or something well i mean you know he he always he does he fights kind of he comes at people with his hands down he kind of like he's very confident like that but the problem was but it didn't feel like no it did not it feel like how i usually stand it didn't it feel like his like, normal the normal way he fought he fought it yeah. felt like he was putting his head out there and he was like just expecting bisbing to not do anything and i mean I he know. admitted that he said he totally underestimated him didn't give him a chance but he did Rockhold did say afterwards that the reason he flipped out at the post fight, he claims, is because Bisbing was classless and didn't shake his hand afterwards. I don't know. Because, like, well, however you say that, the amount of stuff that Rockhold was saying, and, <laughs> you know, really, I mean, I. <sighs> Bisbing is always talking shit. You know what I mean? He, and, but, like, I thought, like, you can be. He, and I thought he was just being funny and the way he was winning. And, like, even when he would try to slow it down and say, hey, you know, it was good, this and that, Rocco was still all over him all the time. It was like, Rocco was just, I mean, being a giant he kept saying that he was, that um, Bisbing was classless in winning. It really came off like he was a crybaby loser. Like, he just, cr- like, was a sad person I mean, after bef- losing. Before Bisbing even came out of the uh, post fight and. <laughs> And Rockhold says he wants to murder him again. Like, yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's real. Cla- like the guy didn't shake your hand, so you're gonna murder him. I mean, so many people talk about that. It's so crazy who gets a rematch and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I don't see it that way. There's always a lot of different things at play when it comes to these rematches. And to me, the biggest sign of you getting a rematch is you've de- you've defended your championship multiple times. And I, you can't give Rockhold a rematch when he couldn't defend his title one time. He needs to go back. I would love to see Weidman versus Rockhold. They're both coming off of a loss now. And then I would, I mean, there's so many things that you could put Bisbing in that I think would actually do well. I completely agree. If you put him in England and then you have him, you could actually, if Michael, I mean, Michael, if Ben Henderson, or Ben Henderson, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. If Hendo didn't want to retire, you could almost give him that title shot. Coming off of that, that knockout, and then it would be like his last title shot, maybe his last fight. And he's always got a puncher's chance to go out on top. And then 
if you could. That's crazy talk. I don't. I like it. I mean, I, I would like to see Jacare get a title shot. I mean, that I think sounds that's like a lot my, of fun. But that, that's the that's most insane talk. That's the most logical and makes the most sports sense to me that what, you would Jacare? have Jacare versus Bisbing. Mm-hmm. But I would. I would not be upset at having Hendo versus Bisbing. Yeah. I mean, that would be one of their rematch kind of fights for um, from UFC 100. Give Bisbing the opportunity to take out Henderson. It wouldn't be terrible. I tell you what, though. I bet money. I put money on it. If Bisbing, whoever he fights next, if he wins, I almost put money on it that Anderson Silva's his next opponent. I mean, Anderson Silva has to win a fight. I mean, he has to win a fight before no. he can get yeah, yeah, a title yeah, shot. That, that too, but still, I absolutely see them doing that. Just but I have been hearing a lot of chance, he's a lot of fucking old as shit too. I have been hearing a lot of talk that you could technically say you could give Rockhold the title shot because this would be the Rockhold Bisbing rubber match. Yeah. What are you talking about? Bisbing's already won two out of three. No, he hasn't. He I lost the first one. I still don't understand that. Oh, oh, you mean the the sparring, uh, the sparring one? Like, yeah, that's just stupid. If for everyone who doesn't know, you, like, okay. For everyone who doesn't know, I'm gonna start doing that to you when you interrupt me. He's making faces at me. By the way, you can go now. Oh no, you can go ahead. No, 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 no. Saying I didn't make no, 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 I don't even know where we're at anymore. I'm lost. I have no idea what we're talking about. You said there would be, I was talking about the fact that the sparring session was fucking bullshit as it being the second fight. Well, Michael Bisbing said he won that fight. And it wasn't the second Holy fight. Shit. It was the fight before their first fight. No, it wasn't. I, I thought it was th- after. I thought the timeline of that was that they sparred together before their first fight. I really thought it was after. Why would they spar after they had already fought the first time? Why wouldn't they? They don't have anything lined up anywhere in close. So clearly neither of us has any information on the actual facts of this story. It doesn't matter. I still think it's a bullshit thing to call that as a fight for your record. And to say that you won two out of three when you're fucking sparring. Truth. And then during 199, did you hear that uh, Nate Diaz got in a fight with Clay Guida's brother? No, really? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like, they had a straight-up brawl, and then uh, Nate Diaz just walked back to her seat like, nothing happened. It, what happened? They don't really, like, nothing's really come out. They just said he got in a big fight with his older, uh, Clay Guida's brother. And then he went back to her seat like nothing had happened. Oh, that's good, so he won. Because he didn't give a fuck. And then during 199 also... They officially announced that Brock Lesnar was coming back. What? For 200. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I know. Anyway. So what do you think about that? You've never watched a Brock Lesnar fight. That's not true. Which Brock Lesnar fight did you watch? I don't know specific details, but I have absolutely seen him fight before. Like, I might not have watched it live. Oh, yeah. But I've absolutely seen shit. 
So what do you think? Brock Lesnar coming back for a one-time fight. Does this spark your interest in 200? Not any more than... I mean, I was already going to pay for it, so... Does this really... Does this person coming over really generate that many WWE fans buying it? I mean, I guess. I mean, at the same time, WWE is trying real hard to get Ronda and Paige. So... Maybe there's some sort of crossover ability there. What do you think about him fighting Mark Hunt after being laid off for, what, four years? He hasn't fought since 2012, right? I think so. Uh, That is a long-ass time to come back against a guy who shoots cannonballs out of his hands. So apparently a few weeks ago they told Mark Hunt to go ahead and be ready for July, but they wouldn't tell him who his opponent was. So he didn't know for a long time either. He just knew he was fighting then. And uh Well that's interesting. Just get into some shape. Yeah, basically. And four weeks out we'll tell you who you're gonna fight. And, How, and so Mark what does that Hunt, mean for Brock Lesnar? Has he been training? Has he known who he's fighting? Um, I don't he well, he said that he actually made the call to Dana White and said, Hey, you need to put me on this card. That makes no sense. Yeah kind of does. That sounds like straight bullshit. Yeah, I can see it. Why does Dana White care about somebody who hasn't fought for years? Did you just say that? Yes. Why does Dana White care about Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Because Brock Lesnar brings all that carryover. Yeah, but he's got to fucking deal with WWE shit. Like, it just seems like a pain in the ass to deal with. That I wouldn't want to deal with. And like, the WWE is like real hard in their... This is a one-time thing. So are you saying that Brock Lesnar has been traded for a one fight, for one fight with Ronda Rousey versus Paige Van Zandt in WWE? I really hope Paige doesn't go over there, because that shit will be terrible. I mean, she's not going to go over there and put on, like, a bikini and puff up her hair. She's just going to go over there and be there for 10 seconds and leave. But it'll still be like, I think it's just an awful move for her to do that. I don't like the crossover in between the fake sport and the real sport. I mean, because it made sense for Ronda when she did it, was it last year? Two years ago? Because it was in the middle of for like her four movies coming out. So it made sense for her to come out with The Rock, who was in a movie she was in. I think. Yeah, like? Fast. Yeah. Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like with if Paige does it, it's not good. Like, she doesn't need to accept everything she's given. Although she is doing that, uh... Is she doing that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Yeah, the Kickboxer remake. Or Kickboxer remake. So let's wrap up with, uh... A little Rampage Jackson. He, uh... He said he's actually very happy to... Not be fighting for the UFC right now. Because... Reebok is not a brand that fits him, so he's glad to not have to wear Reebok. Reebok doesn't fit me either. But you know what's funny? It fits everybody? No. Is Rampage used to be one of the only people that Reebok sponsored in the UFC. And the UFC wouldn't allow him to wear Reebok in the ring or in the cage. And now he's saying it doesn't fit him. That's very strange. It doesn't fit him because they ain't paying him the same money they were paying him. Probably. (laughs) He did say he's probably moving up to heavyweight. That's good. He's basically said, I'm old. I don't need to cut weight anymore. 
Yeah, it works. It's probably better for his body. All right. But cool. Let's let's do this again soon. Yeah. Let's not wait like a month. Right. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, social media the shit out of us. You can uh, find us on Twitter at wedlockedmma or on Instagram at wedlockedmma as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash wedlocked in the cage and reach out to us. Let us know you're listening. Maybe that'll encourage us to go more than once a month without reading it or not reading it without a recording. And uh, we'll see you next time.